Thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley, Editor-in-Chief of Police One. Hi, I'm Jim Dudley, Police Professional. We um, really appreciate um, on this podcast the level of interaction we get to have with some of the members, particularly reading the comments, um, particularly some of the things that you've said about some of our hotter topics. Uh, We do read every email that we get, um, and believe it or not, we do reply. So we do appreciate all that. And so this show, uh, this podcast uh, this week is dedicated again to your voice and your thoughts. Um, Some time ago, we did a podcast on no pursuit policies and whether or not highly restrictive policies, um, you know, in places where they've become, pursuits have essentially become non-existent, um, were overly restrictive and, uh, you know, had those policies gone too far. And, you know, naturally there's going to be a lot of commentary in the the comments section. And I want to read just one to start us off. And um, this is from, uh, it looks to be Mr. Rich Man. Um, I don't know. Zero. I don't agree with no blanket policies, they write. Last time I checked, the police were supposed to go out and catch bad guys. Bad guys don't always cooperate when we ask them to stop and politely enter our custody. Catching bad guys may require something called a pursuit. Catching bad guys may pose some risk to the community regardless of venue. But, certainly, the safety of the officer and the public should come into play with each situation. Should we chase someone at 130 miles per hour through a school zone for a turn signal violation? Of course not. I believe the officer should be the primary decision maker here, not a blanket policy or a police chief who hasn't been on the road in two decades. Personally, I wouldn't work for an agency with a blanket, no pursuit policy, but that's just me. What are your thoughts? I think he's right on several points. I think uh, the discretion of the officer, just as in, in use of force, the, the objective reasonableness standard should apply. That if the officer on scene can articulate the reason why, then you've got to give him a little leeway. I do like, as we discussed, the idea of having a supervisor, a third party, not on scene, not emotionally charged, not you know all live, hopped up on adrenaline uh, yeah, you know, like, I, it, I wanted to avoid it, it, saying yeah. <laughs> influenced by adrenaline but i mean but that's a fact if you can be uh, disassociated with it uh, emotionally mm-hmm. and physically then maybe you can make a call based on what that pursuing officer is telling you and and one of the the emails uh, one of the comments on our our podcast was from an individual who said hey isn't there a a Supreme Court ruling that that, uh, talks about pursuits. Well, there are several actually, but as recent as March of 2014 in Arkansas, almost to a person, the justices supported the officer's use of force on this 100 mile an hour pursuit. And if you go by most agencies or a lot of agencies policies that say once a person's reached a level of uh, driving so fast that if, if you used force or, or used some intervention that they would cause an even a bigger public harm than not, than not to do it. Well, um, then rest in peace, Justice Scalia sided with the officers. Even though there was no tangible uh, crime associated with the pursuit, the, the justices supported the officers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, for the most part, the comments beneath that podcast were um, in favor of allowing officers to pursue criminals, uh, allowing officers to try and um, bring pursuits to a uh, safe and successful um, terminus. 
the, that generally the, the, the people commenting on the website said um, that blanket no pursuit policies don't make any sense. And to, and I agree. I, I, I very much agree with that. There's an interesting comment that I do want to share, which um, it, which speaks to I think what you were talking about, like the the person dispassionate, um, not not involved in the chase, you know, making in it, you know, a, a potentially uh, a life saving decision uh, to terminate a pursuit. And I'll, I'll go w with this. Um, I used to cringe as a young man anytime somebody tried to call off a pursuit, which wasn't often in those days. Now that the shoe is on the other foot, I cringe every time I do not call off a pursuit. 99% of it is not worth the risk to innocent lives in today's crazy left-wing let-them-go society. And I think they raise an interesting point. You know, if you're going to get into a pursuit that, you know, for earlier comment, for a turn signal violation, you know, 90% of the time you don't know who's in the vehicle. They got tinted windows. You have no idea who's actually driving. You just know they're trying to get away from you. And, you know, to put innocent lives at risk for someone who's, who's, who's fleeing you just for fun or for their own excitement or just, you know, have that be something that they did that day. Um, if you don't know who's in the car, now certainly there are cases where you just witnessed a felony happen. You see the person get in the car. You, you have every chance of trying to apprehend them. That no pursuit policy should be, it should be less um, influenced or this, this scenario should be less influenced by the no pursuit or discontinued pursuit. But when you don't know what you got in that box of chocolates, sometimes, and I get you know this, this individual's perspective, the, the, the cost to the officer involved, if they do have a collision, if the, the um, fleeing vehicle has a collision, you know, the cost to the agency in terms of litigation, you know, the, maybe the cost is too high in this day and age for some of these pursuits, right? Sure. I don't think, I cannot recall a situation where an officer was sanctioned for not pursuing. So I totally understand the, the, the reader, the listener who said, you know, I cringe when I don't hear one being called off because I've sat at defense tables in civil litigation where people were killed by pursuits. And you can't speculate of the what ifs because somebody's driving away from you, they're fleeing from you. So what if they have a body in the trunk? You hear that all the time. What if they just murdered someone? Um, if they didn't and somebody's killed in the pursuit, you'll probably find yourself at that defense table trying to articulate why you participated in that pursuit. Yeah, and if you can articulate, you know, I, I'm, just kind of, I'm kind of reiterating myself and repeating myself, but if you can articulate, I know that individual. I know what they're what what we're looking for him for. Or I, you know, I saw him get her get in the car. Um, whatever that. But then you can articulate the reason behind being aggressive and trying to you know take that pursuit to a to a, to a terminus, a safe and hopefully successful terminus, where you've got you know the suspects in custody and everything's you know knocked right. But in the instances where. And this is, this is where I think that it's important to, to talk about these no-pursuit policies. I think it's probably okay to have restrictive policies that have chains of command when you discontinue a pursuit. But the no-pursuit-at-all policy doesn't seem to me to make sense. And you know, to the earlier um, commenter, you know, cops are—we've asked police officers to go out there and catch bad guys. And if the bad guys know that as soon as the lights go on, they can just take off because they're never going to be pursued— you think we're being counterproductive in terms of law enforcement, right? 
Yeah, I see, I see a parallel to uh, private industry. You have a, um, a retail store where the retail uh, employees are told not to ever confront anyone nor put hands on them. And as soon as the, the local uh, criminals find that out, then that place is going to be stolen from early and often. And we've had a couple series in San Francisco where chain stores had that policy. Once the individuals became aware of it, they were it was just a constant parade in and out. High-end stuff, big ticket items, big losses. But once those policies were put in place, there, there, were, there was no consequence to bad behavior. So now if, if you're in a, a no-pursuit uh, policy jurisdiction, like you say, all bets it's, are off. It's open season. Pull the, the robbery, pull the purse snatching, have the getaway car, jump in the window, and you're home free. Yeah, and you know, it's just, for me, and I, we came kind of to this conclusion last time we talked on the policy, and it goes to a couple of the comments, um, that it's a balancing act. It's it's you have to have the the ability to do either pursue or no pursue. You have to take into account again the totality of the circumstances. What's the weather? What's the neighborhood? What's this? You know, do I have any idea or inkling of what the person is? You know, who who is the person in the car? Probably not. Um, but you have to take into all of those things. Are they going for a freeway? Are they trying to go to another state? You know, I mean, sometimes you have to make those decisions in the moment, radio it in, and then it's gonna get monitored, of course. And at some point when you know the sergeant or lieutenant back at the station says, look, this thing's just getting out of hand, we're gonna to have to take it, we're gonna to have to discontinue, we know the car, we're gonna to have to go figure it out later. Um, but you know, you have to have the ability to make those decisions on the street. You know, we're enabling, we're, we're, we're giving our officers ECDs, whatever, tasers, uh, baton, uh, handgun, um, all kinds of tools and resources to do the job and that we're, we're making we're asking them telling them frankly it's your duty to make the decision on the street based upon what you know at the time as an objective you know, would an objectively reasonable officer make that same decision and i think that the same can be said for pursuits i think that you have to be able to say look we trained you we trust you go do the job but you know if we see from afar that you that things are getting you know out of hand we're going to tell you what to do, and that's going to sometimes be stop pursuit. Absolutely. And pursuit driving is a perishable skill. We don't do it nearly as often. And maybe that's a good reason not to do routine pursuits. So the opposite of the no pursuit policy is the all pursuit policy. Right. You're right. we gotta, we got to find out a, a happy medium somewhere in the middle. We love these debates. Uh, we love the fact that our members, our listeners, our, um, our readers are highly interactive with us. We do encourage you to continue to um, carry out this debate uh, beneath this podcast. Send us an email at policingmatters at police1.com. And um, until we speak again, uh, stay safe and be well.